This is WWJ All Local. The Oxford Community School Board last evening meeting for the first time since the deadly shooting at the high school two weeks ago. Every day that we live in fear is a day that Ethan wins. Anna Summers, one of the many people sharing their concerns with the board. She has three children in the Oxford schools. Joining us with more is WWJ's Charlie Langton. Charlie. Yeah, here are the highlights, Jason, of the first Oxford School Board meeting since the incident. They met last night in the middle school. Now, first, school safety. That'll be a priority. They will have they will have more police in the schools when the schools reopen. There'll be more counselors in the schools as well as comfort dogs in the schools as well. Now, as far as when the high school reopened, the middle school, K-8, although closed this week, will be open. Uh, the uh, high school, though, the superintendent, Jim Thorne, said that January 3rd, that was the date they selected, but that date was not realistic, although no date was given. Interesting, too, the superintendent was set to retire by the end of the year, but he has decided to stay on. About 80 people packed the middle school for the meeting. Reporting live, Charlie Langton, WWJ News Radio, 950. Oxford schools, meanwhile, making the decision to stay closed for the rest of the week after a threat was made on Monday toward the middle school. District officials say law enforcement giving the all-clear to reopen school buildings today, but families are still concerned and they don't feel safe in having their kids in the classrooms. Officials say this decision to remain closed was made for emotional well-being of the school community. While classes have been disrupted due to copycat threats at all kinds of local schools over the metro, there aren't the only threats over the last two weeks that are being investigated and keeping police busy. Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard says it's a trend that's been seen across the country in other areas in the wake of mass shootings, not just threats against schools. We've had threats against, you know, um, big box stores. One big box store we worked through and helped them understand it and process it, but they wanted to close for uh, a few hours, which they did. Um, We've had them against office buildings. So, you know, I think people are just, it's hard to wrap your head around. Bouchard says it's been tough for deputies who are already being forced to work overtime due to the large number of officers who are out with injuries, COVID, and other illnesses like cancer. Sandra McNeil, WWJ News Radio 950. The pandemic's fourth surge is upon us as we're hitting the one year mark after the first COVID vaccine was administered at Beaumont Health. And there's no sign the virus is waning within the health system. Like most hospitals across the state, Beaumont is stretched thin, treating an influx of COVID 19 patients during this fourth surge. Dr. Matthew Sims is Director of Infectious Disease Research for the health system. We're still incredibly busy. We've opened up more. COVID floors, about 600 patients throughout the healthcare system. The majority of patients with COVID-19 are unvaccinated, but what else is driving this fourth surge? We don't have the tools in place that we had previously to help get it under control. Restaurants are open, bars are open, sports events are open, all these places where large numbers of people gather. Mask mandates are gone. This just lets it spread uncontrolled. From the Delta Dental Health Desk, Dr. Deanna Lights, WWJ News Radio 950. Well, it was the Pistons last evening postponing their action against the Bulls, and now the Red Wings may be uh, up against a postponement later this week, all due to COVID uncertainty. Joining us live from the sports desk is WWJ's Chris Villar, and we're hoping we don't have to put uh, the big pause button here, Chris. 
Yeah, hopefully not. But I mean, teams such as the Pistons and the Red Wings are likely not totally sure who their next opponents will be and when they'll play those games. The state of sports getting a little blurry after COVID cases have begun spreading into every corner of every sport in recent weeks. The Pistons game last night postponed their opponent from this past weekend, losing several players to protocols. And the Red Wings next matchup against the Hurricanes. Well, Carolina just had a game pushed due to an outbreak on their roster. And even the Lions, they had their ninth player in nine days go on the COVID list among several NFL teams that have been ravaged by the virus and they're trying to contain it. And things are trending in the wrong direction when it comes to containing the spread of this illness that everyone's been dealing with for a couple of years now. And if nothing can be done, we may notice more and more games start to evaporate in the near future. Chris Villar, WWJ News Radio 950. The Federal Reserve ending a two-day meeting today, and we may be finding out what they plan to do about our runaway inflation. The Federal Reserve will announce its decision at 2 p.m. today. They've been doing two things to support the economy. They've been keeping interest rates low, and they've been investing over $100 billion a month in our financial markets. They cannot do those things forever. Today, it's expected the Fed Chairman, Jerome Powell, will give some indication as to when that economic stimulus will ease, or perhaps when it will stop. We could hear that our ultra-low interest rates will soon rise as a means of battling inflation, which is now costing consumers close to 7% a year. Murray Feldman, WWJ, News Radio 950. Former Macomb County bodybuilder Paul Bashi, who's accused of beating his former girlfriend, is ordered to remain in the Macomb County jail. And he had his $1 million bail revoked after he attacked his uncle on Saturday. Police officials are telling us the 37-year-old was allegedly going to skip town and go to Mexico ahead of his sentencing today. And when his uncle confronted him, Bashi attacked him. Bashi's facing 14 years in prison for beating Christina Perry, who is now his wife, in 2018 and is now facing another 93 days in prison for the assault on his uncle. Michigan lawmakers are telling us yes to an additional $841 million in spending, primarily on pandemic relief. The bill including coronavirus testing at schools and emergency assistance to help low-income renters. Mary Whiteford is a Republican of Costco Township, that's Casco Township, and is vice chair of the House Appropriations Committee. This appropriation bill funds, uh, provides funds for a response-ready public health workforce. $59.4 million will fund the administering of treatments. There is also funding for elderly, vaccinations, testing kits for schools, ventilators, health care recruitment, and statewide emergency preparedness IT upgrades. The supplemental funding was passed by state lawmakers yesterday and will be signed by the governor soon. For the latest news plus traffic and weather together on the 8s, tune into AM 950. Favorite WWJ on radio.com or ask Alexa to play WWJ News Radio 950.